And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Friday, May 19th, and we are here answering your financial questions. If you've got one, just go to our website, jillonmoney.com. Click the contact us button and let us know if you want to come on the air live. You know, I was thinking, Mark, I took a a long Peloton class this morning. Shout out Maddie Wilpers, way to go, uh, former CPA. You know, I was thinking about how much the world of just sort of like staying in shape and sticking to it has so much to do with financial stuff. Because it's like, you don't need to kill it every time. You don't have to make the best financial decision. You have to make the right decision for you. And you also have to like live your life and have some fun along the way. I know we've talked about that in the past, but there is something to be said for just having a, having some sort of practice with your financial life that's almost like a workout, like you're going to get out, you're going to walk every day. You're going to go uh, play pickleball. Mark, have you played pickleball yet? No, I'm kind of anti-pickleball. Oh, I knew you were going to be anti-pickleball until you figure it out. You may, you may actually, I'm I'm guessing that you, uh, of course, will end up playing and liking it and being good at it. So that's what I can tell you. Uh, anyway, whatever it is that you do in just sort of keeping your your body moving, it's sort of like your financial life. We don't want to kill it every time. We want to just make sure that you have a reasonable approach to your money that's going to get you where you want to go and that you keep doing it. Like that's the reason why I can't stand budgets. I think they're the stupidest things in the world because you very rarely can stick to some crazy ass budget. Do I think you should look at how you're spending your money? Sure. Does that mean you have to, you know, sort of go into this scarcity mindset? No, 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 no. So if you're having any kind of problems creating a better relationship with your financial life, then give us a holler. Just go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button, come on the air. We'll walk you through it. While you're on the website, don't forget, buy the book, The Great Money Reset. This is the book that is necessary if you're contemplating any sort of changes, big or small, in your life. Because most of the things that we are talking about when we have conversations with people, they're about their lives. It's just the money is the means to the end. So 
we got to get the money in in tow so that you can make the big changes or small changes that are right for you. You can also subscribe to our new service. It's called Jill on Money Live. That's where you'll have quarterly access to live webinars and more special content. All right. Now, uh, Mark, I think we got to do some emails. So let me do this. A um, couple of days in a row of emails because we are running a little bit deep in our email inbox. Marty writes, I found your podcast my first month of retirement, and you and Mark have been part of my daily routine ever since. All right. I started Roth conversions last year, and I'm confused on when estimated taxes are due for these conversions. Okay. So let's see. Marty says, last year I converted $50,000 in the first quarter and paid the estimated taxes on April 15th. This year is not as straightforward, and I'm not sure how much I will convert for the year. At a minimum, it'll be 50000 but it could be as much as 140000 <clears throat> Oh, my goodness. The dilemma is I will not make my decision on the total amount to convert until November, December. If I make quarterly estimated payments based on 140 but only end up converting fifty, I will have overpaid the IRS. We don't want to do that. But I do not want to be hit with a penalty. I've talked this over with a retired CPA friend. They said I'm overthinking this and will not pay a penalty as long as I pay estimated taxes by the end of the year. This contradicts what I've seen on the IRS website. Love your podcast and appreciate you, Marty. Okay, Marty, quarterly taxes are very straightforward. It is essentially looking at the previous year, not so much what you're doing right this second. So if we look at estimated taxes for you, all you need to do is make quarterly estimates based on last year's return because last year you did your 50,000. So as long as you make estimated payments, which amount to 110% of the tax you paid last year, you're fine. And then if you were to convert that extra money in November, December of next year, so then you make an extra payment in January and you're fine. You're fine. So don't, yeah, I think your friend is actually right. Don't overthink it. You know, look, I don't know what your, what the total amounts are in terms of the conversions. You're asking, you know, what do we think about um, going into the 22% bracket? It kind of depends how much more you have to convert. And if you want to do that now, then I get it. You can do it. But, you know, I think that, um, you know, this big jump up into 22%, is there any other income? Do you think this will be happening for many years? You mentioned Irma. So I know that we are talking about that you're already in the Medicare years. So I really feel like I'd like to know more about you in general. 22% doesn't scare me, but I don't know. Have you claimed Social Security yet? What is the income that you are expecting going forward? Maybe you can dribble this out and stay in the 12% for another few years. Maybe that does work. Well, let me just say something to clarify that 110%. I, I was just looking it up. It says, if your prior year AGI was 150 or less, you can avoid a penalty if you pay either 90% of this year's income tax liability or 100% of your income tax liability from last year. Where did I get 110? Uh, here's where 110 comes in. If you found, if your prior year's AGI was greater than 150,000, then you'll need to pay either 90% of this year's income tax liability or 110% of last year. So it's all about how much you make. Ah, that's why. All right. Ready to rock and roll? Sam from Philly. Hi, Jill and Mark. 
I wanted to let you know that after our conversation, I started to get serious about trying to increase my income to improve our cash flow and bulk up on our savings. All right, let's see. I looked at the current market and I realized I was being underpaid. So I went to my employer and I asked for a raise. When I didn't hear anything back from them, I started applying for new jobs. Two days ago, I got an offer for a new job that was a significantly easier commute with the ability to work from home, but only about a $5,000 salary increase. But there are future opportunities for bonuses and raises. My only concern is job security, but I felt like I could figure things out if need be, when that time came. Okay, listen to this. I told my employer I was leaving because I got a better offer somewhere else and was all ready to start packing up my stuff. Yesterday, my director came to me with a $12,000 salary increase. No strings attached starting Monday. I kept my poker face, but when I walked out the door, I was Elaine Bennis dancing. <laughs> You know what that is from Seinfeld. Love my coworkers, significant job security, and doing something I know I enjoy. I'm so excited. Between that and my husband's annual raise next month, we have increased our household income $15,000 this year. And I think this year we will be able to max out at least one of our Roths and open a brokerage account. Growing up, my family was poor and we struggled a lot. I can remember my dad being super excited because one year he made $35,000. There was never extra of anything. Sometimes the utilities were off. We went to food pantries and there were a lot of negative feelings about money. I committed myself to never being in that position, but I never thought I would be in a household making $175,000 a year, feeling super proud for advocating for myself and felt compelled to share the news with Auntie Jill and Uncle Mark. Thanks for all of your support through the pod and everything you do to empower people every day. Sam from Philly. Mark, I could almost cry reading this. I love this. That, Sam, God bless. You know, it's amazing to me that, first of all, you have to know the you have to know the players, you have to be comfortable, you have to be able to ask, right? If you don't ask, you are never going to discover whether you are able to maybe stay where exactly where you are and earn some more money. This is the kind of confidence that I think we hope you can gain. And you know, you can't not everyone can do it. You know, you're working for a big tech company that's doing massive layoffs, don't do it. Don't go crazy, right? But if you're working in a place where you you have some value and you've maybe looked in the marketplace and you've got another offer in hand, it's such a great way to actually figure out how to kind of ask for what you want but not be like nasty about it either. Not pounding the desk like, hey, this is what's going on. Yay, Sam. Oh, Mark, your girl's coming uh, back to us here, right? All right. Here's Yaz. Hi, Jill and Mark. Here's an update. I like getting these updates for you guys. I really do. My husband ended up getting a full-time offer with benefits with the same company he was working for, and it's been great. We signed him up for the Roth 401k, and he'll be maxing it out question regarding an offer for a supplemental individual disability policy through work. My employer offers long-term disability at 60% of my salary at no charge, which in the worst case would be plenty to support myself and the family in the event that I was disabled over the long term. Okay. They're also offering a supplemental policy that would provide an additional four grand a month or two grand per month tax-free the premiums are $92 a month for the additional four, $52 a month for the two, 
elimination period of six months or 180 days. Uh, the policy is portable and would cost the same if I left my employer. What do I think? I can afford the premiums. Yeah, do that. Do it, do it, do it. Yes, do it. It is highly unlikely you're ever going to need this, but disability insurance is freaking expensive. I know because I have my own and it is much easier to get it through a group plan. Do it. Don't look back, Yaz. Just do it. Do the $92 a month. Let's go uh, uptown. Okay. But stay well. And I hope you never, I hope you never need it is what I always say to people. Okay. Bridget says, Tuesday's episode brought me joy. That's the subject. Uh, I love listening to you guys and have been meaning to send in my financial information to get advice. Okay. But Tuesday's episode about Mark's visit to Denmark got me off my butt to send a quick note. Oh, this is awesome. Bridget is born and raised in South Hold, New York. I know exactly where that is. It's gorgeous um, on the North Fork of Long Island. We still have the family home there on the water overlooking the Peconic Bay. The North Fork is the best. Calm down with your North Fork snobbery. I'm in the South Fork. I'm just kidding you. Okay. What truly brought me joy is hearing about Mark's trip. Yes, I am Danish, have family there, and still speak some Danish. Growing up in Southhold in the 1960s, speaking another language was not the most popular thing to do. I managed to hang on to some of this language. Okay. Mark, how to say good morning. Okay. Good morn. Okay. Good morn. Say it, Mark. Good morn. Okay. If you're ever on the North Fork, stop by for a swim and a glass of wine at the Croteau on South Harbor Road. Okay. Croteau, I love that wine. I got a case of it. In Not only that, Mark, this is so crazy. I can't believe I'm going to expose myself. During the pandemic, I drove up to Croteau and got two cases of wine and picked it up there because I was like, it's going to be a long time here on the South Fork. <laughs> So I hope you get a good kick out of this because I love that wine. And Mark, you're being thanked for bringing Bridget joy on a Tuesday. And Bridget says, at some point, I'm going to send my info to get advice. She'd love to come on and do the live show. Thanks for all you do. I love this. This is like like a positive uh, day today. You really like you're pumping up my ego today. It's great. Good way to end the week. It is a great way to end the week. And we are so delighted that you join us every day. And uh, it is great to end the week on such a nice note. If you want to just say nice things to us, send us plenty of, of uh, you'll always get your email read on the air. <laughs> you say something nice to us, but we are very appreciative and we do like answering your financial questions. So do go to the website, jillonmoney.com. Don't forget when you're on our website, sign up for the free weekly newsletter. Mark does such a good job. It comes out today, Friday, every Friday. And you can subscribe to Jill on Money Live, access to quarterly live webinars and more special content. Don't forget, buy the book, The Great Money Reset. I've got bold steps to turn chaos into opportunity. It doesn't have to be chaotic. It can just be a change, right? All right, it's Friday. So we do a little business. Our music is composed by Joel Goodman. Karen Cranick is our web queen just for a little bit longer, Mark. I can't believe we're losing Karen as our web queen. Short timer. You know, we um, we tried to bring someone into this relationship and it worked. It worked for a while. Mark, we are back to just being work spouses. We are no longer in a thruple. She couldn't handle us. She just could not handle us. Yeah, I guess she's had enough of us. I mean, also, she has a much higher page. <laughs> client than us. So we get that. We love Karen and we thank her for helping us. Mark Talercio is the best executive producer in the world. 
We are distributed by Cadence 13. Please leave us a rating and review on Apple and do something nice for someone else today. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself. But even better, they've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information, all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework.